You're listening to the True Blue Podcast, sponsored by the Victoria City Police Union. Real stories told by real police officers working in Victoria and Esquimalt. What are the streets of Victoria and Esquimalt really like? The True Blue Podcast will give you some personal insights into what happens when wearing a police uniform. Welcome back, everyone, to the True Blue Podcast. I'm Matt Waterman. Today uh, on the soundboard, Sidekick Steve. Welcome, Steve. Welcome, Matt. Happy to be here. And uh, today, for all our listeners, we have a number of different podcast hosts uh, in the law enforcement world who are on the line. And we're going to chat with them a little bit about their podcasts and the the types of things that they cover. Really looking forward to this episode. It kind of is a little bit different, but uh, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, I'm just going to introduce all the people on the line. Uh, From the OPP Association, we have Scott Mills. Hello, Scott. Hello, Matt. Uh, thanks for uh, having us on. Yeah, thank you for uh, being here. And also from the OPPA, uh, Josh Jutras. Welcome, Josh. Uh, thanks, Matt. Thanks for having us on. I really appreciate it. And uh, our friend from uh, nearby Delta Police, uh, Chief Neil DeBoer. Welcome, Chief. Matt and Steve, welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, from the Edmonton Police, uh, Nathan Romus. Uh, Nathan, thanks for joining us. Thank you, and uh, I hope the technology does not fail us today. (laughs) Yeah, we're crossing fingers and toes everywhere. And uh, we also have another Nathan, Nathan Kapler, uh, formerly from the RCMP and uh, uh, also on the Lower Mainland. Uh, Nathan, welcome. Hey, pleasure to be here. Thank you. So, uh, guys, before uh, before I get started, I just want to... you know, as this recording is going to be released uh, not too long from now, I, I think it's important just to cover off, you know, how many police officers in Canada have been murdered in the line of duty, uh, unfortunately, in, in the last seven or eight months. Uh, it, it's just been a, a horrific list of people. Um, and, and I'm just going to quickly run through the list. Constable Hong from the Toronto Police Service, Constable Gillespie from the York Regional Police, Constable Northrup and Constable Russell from the South Simcoe Police, Constable Yang from the RCMP, uh, Constable Perchala from the OPP, Constable Ryan and Constable Jordan from the Edmonton Police Service, and Sergeant Breu from the Surete du Quebec. Um, it's a sad day when you have to read that many names in, in such a short period of time, but I really think... Uh, they deserve some recognition and uh, all their friends, colleagues, and family. Okay, uh, what I'd like to do is uh, each one of you hosts a podcast, and, and I'd really like just a quick snapshot of what your podcast uh, does and the name of it. And uh, if I can go around the table, let's, let, for no, no particular order, uh, Nathan Kapler, you run the 1033 uh, podcast. Nathan, can you give a quick synopsis, synopsis about uh, what your podcast is and, and kind of the topics that you cover? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, my podcast is created to kind of just create a uh, an open space to have connection and conversation, uh, and ultimately communities surrounding post traumatic stress and all of the challenges that we go through with law enforcement in regards to mental health and some of the struggles that come from just the impacts of the job and experiencing trauma. And uh, it's been a phenomenal experience to see that. 
you know, obviously the need is there to have these deep, rich conversations uh, with people, but it also has helped promote so much healing uh, across Canada. So I'm, I'm lucky to have stumbled on this myself. How long ago did you start, uh, Nathan? Uh, I started back in January of 2022. Okay, right. Yeah, I've listened to a number of your episodes, uh, and I know you've been a guest on uh, a couple of the other podcasts, which is interesting, but uh, it's very interesting to hear all of the stories related to, you know, PTSD and, and uh, managing it, which, as, as uh, you've described yourself, how difficult it is. Uh, but thank you again for that. Uh, let's go to the other Nathan uh, with the Edmonton Police. Uh, Nathan Romus, uh, we've, we've chatted over the last couple of years as you were getting started with your podcast, but please tell our listeners a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. And you want to start with saying thank you to you. Uh, you're uh, a big part in helping kind of get things running and explaining all the craziness that goes to setting up some of this stuff. So, uh, thank you again. And, um, yeah, the, the quiet group. Uh, so it's basically a voice for the front lines. Um, I get a chance here. Um, you know, get FaceTime with people that with the normal people don't get to talk to on the day to day. So from politicians to chiefs of police, but also um, just across the globe, uh, chat with some people in Australia and the US. Um, and it, I figured when I started it up, who better than a currently operational member to kind of give some credibility, um, recency, maybe some weight to all these conversations going on. The podcast itself touches on uh, a very wide range of topics, but generally the nexus is something to do with justice, law enforcement, kind of in that realm. Um, and it's just the, uh, uh, it's been a great platform. It gives the ability to offer real-time insights and give depth to conversations that uh, might be a little more divisive nowadays. But um, you know, we're bringing people to the table and uh, finding that common ground. So that's what uh, the quiet professionals about. Yeah, and, and I'm interested. Uh, can you share with us a little bit about why you picked the title, the quiet professional? I think that's kind of a good story. So that title. Um, it was actually, I was listening to a number of podcasts. I don't have enough time today to get to all of them out, mostly, but uh, uh, I've heard this this term used in relation to special forces, but also in relation to some policing stuff, and it just got me thinking of how, um, and maybe we'll get into some of the discussions uh, that we're going to do today, but uh, we just kind of go about our business, and people really don't know what we do, people don't know what uh, is around them, uh, some of the dangers that are out there. And, you know, it's, it, it's for the members that just put in the work on the day-to-day, go about their business, don't ask for their recognition, and not that you can't, but just they're not looking for it. And um, I thought this was a good title to have for, uh, especially for a number of guests that we are, we've had on and are looking to have on. Um, it's maybe that little recognition piece and saying that, uh, you know, we do have a voice at the end of the day and, um, if I can help people get their message out there and provide a bit of a platform, uh, you know, that's what I'm here to do. I love it. Okay. Thanks, Nathan. 
Uh, let's let's go all the way to Ontario. Uh, the OPPA, obviously, you know, they have thousands of members <laughs> in the OPP. Uh, the podcast is called Ten Five. Uh, Scott, maybe I, can I call on you just to make a quick comment on on you know how how things got started and and so on. Uh, I, I haven't really pre-planned who's going to answer what, but maybe Scott, can I put you on the spot there? Sure. Um, so uh, the Ten Five podcast started up about a year and a half ago. Uh, we've got ninety episodes out. Uh, Josh Jutras is on this call here. Is the co-host with myself um we're both uh at the time it started we were both strategic communications coordinators for the uh, opp association and uh the purpose of our podcast was uh to primarily communicate with the uh, close to ten thousand members of the opp association and have the conversation overheard by anybody that was interested in the in the public and uh, we've had a number of uh, guests that uh, focus on uh, any and all issues uh, of the day um, for that, that affect policing. And uh, you know, we've tried to put a lot of information that a police association would be trying to get to the members out there that explain things like pensions and benefits and uh, and things like that out there. And uh, we'll turn it over to Josh. Uh, if uh, Josh can give a little more insight to uh, yeah, thanks, Scott. his angle. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Scott. Um, just a couple things to add on to that. Like Scott said, it's definitely been a member-centric endeavor, uh, the pension benefits piece, but not just the kind of day-to-day stuff like fleet and uniform and talking to the commissioner. We've had some really compelling members come on to tell their stories about their journeys with mental health, about being a cop, and that. That's the stuff that's really resonated. The stuff when we get our members on telling really good story, that's the stuff that that really turned my crank, quite frankly, and really resonates uh, with our audience. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good addition. Thank you, uh, Josh, for that. Uh, Chief uh, Neil DeBoer runs uh, the Bendo Break podcast. Uh, Chief. Um, you, you guys have probably been running the longest and uh, uh, go ahead, let us know a little bit about your podcast. Well, first of all, thanks Matt for the opportunity to be able to speak to you about this. And, and I certainly listen to your podcast all the time and, and all the other podcasts across Canada. So it's great to finally get to speak to all of you personally. And it, truly is not just the Delta Police podcast, but we believe our podcast is for all first responders. So really, you know, the Delta Police are the host of it, but it really is resonates with all uh, the people that are first responders. And we know that the first responders are on the front line daily, keeping our community safe and facing some of the most dangerous situations. And it's no doubt that their mental health can take a toll. You know, over the course of the last several years, first responder community has worked very hard to reduce the stigma and increase awareness on sort of fostering this culture, care culture, or this culture of wellness. And our podcast hopefully provides a platform for those who protect our communities, you know, 24-7 to share their stories about the stark realities of PTSD, of mental health, of, you know, all the well-being types of issues, addictions, family and relationships. And it's truly true, as Josh said, the power of story, people sharing their story that, you know, we explore the depth of their resilience and their personal strengths. So we're fortunate we 
we've been running now since probably late part of 2018 into 2019, but we don't do as many episodes as many of the other podcasters, so I admire their ability to be able to get so many episodes done, and typically we put out about one a month is sort of what, what we work towards as compared to others who put out almost one a week. Yeah, thanks, Neil. Um, as I said, you know, when I first started doing the the uh, I guess the research to sort of look at what was out there. You guys were one of the few that was uh, in in Canada and and uh, a good model in my mind. And and your topic uh, area is is obviously very popular uh, in the sense that people want to know more about um, resiliency, etc. So uh, thanks for thanks for putting it all together. Just on uh, some topic discussion a little further, guys. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the police culture of, of basically not speaking out or sharing the feelings. But, uh, you know, Josh did bring it up there. Uh, maybe, Josh, you can just expand on that. And, you know, did you have difficulty uh, having members uh, come on to the podcast or was it an easy sell? You know what? To their credit, we had put out very early when we started the podcast, we had put out calls for the membership to come forward with their stories and stuff. And to our members' credit, the members who had been struggling with mental health issues were amongst the first to step forward and tell their story. And it took a tremendous amount of courage for these people to come on the air and just say everything. But it's so helpful. They have great stories to tell. They're relatable because as many people who have come forward with their mental health concerns, there are just as many people out there and more who have not. And this culture that continues to be in detachments across this province, across this country, that you can't speak out about this. It just, it, it has to stop, right? Like, I don't know what else to say. Scott, you want to jump into anything else, but it's, it's just got to stop. Yeah, I, I uh, totally agree with uh, Josh and, um, uh, it's interesting because uh, uh, there's kind of a reluctance uh, sometimes um, to even air some of these stories. Um, and uh, thankfully, we've had some really uh, solid leadership at the OPT Association to get these stories out. And uh, it seems the ones that we've kind of like hummed and hawed about, uh, you know, we really want to say that in a public forum, um, those have resonated the the best uh, with our, our listeners, and we're well over fifty thousand downloads now. Uh, you know, which which isn't earth shattering or anything like that. But the fact that we've had fifty thousand people listen to some of these stories, I think, is is creating the awareness, and um, we have more and more people uh, that are members coming forward and saying, "I wouldn't mind telling my story." And, uh, you know, it seems to be harder for us to get um, other content other than, uh, you know, people telling about their mental health journeys uh, than it is to actually get people to tell their stories. So we're wide open for anybody who wants to approach us with uh, any type of uh, personal journey story because uh, it, it definitely gets heard and uh, it definitely helps people that might be struggling out there to go and seek their own help uh, to get them uh, feeling a little better. 
Yeah, thanks uh, guys for that because uh, it's interesting, you know, the the mental health people uh, or people struggling with their mental health are the first to reach out. And I think that's fantastic. That's one of the, uh, Nathan Kapler, who runs the 1033 podcast, um, it seems, and maybe you, you can sort of refine this, Nathan, but uh, it seems to me that that's uh, a big reason you started your podcast specifically. Is that, is that, am I on the right track there? It is, yeah. Obviously, obviously, I had a very personal experience with post-traumatic stress that went quite uh, deep and dark. Uh, and then as I went through my own healing journey, quickly realized just how important it was for, for me to all one, for one, to share my story and some of the tools that I had learned and give back to that, that community that can become so impacted by trauma. But, uh, but yet, it's just like many of us so often forgotten about because we are kind of that quiet professional that just kind of hums and exists in the background. And uh, I know one day when I was sitting there and, and just looking at the, the realities of some of the suicides that happened in uh, our, our colleagues in our working lives uh, and the statistics behind post-traumatic stress, I think we're upwards around right now around 50% uh, of the RCMP is diagnosed with some kind of mental health issue. Uh, I think municipalities are just slightly below that, but there, there's always that thought of, you know, could it be higher, right? Could these, you know, these 50% of people that have had the courage to step forward and actually go and get diagnosed and try and get help, you know, could it be higher than that? And I've, I've kind of long presumed that that, that number is higher. So naturally, uh, with the suicides we see that are so common and the mental health statistics that are out there, uh, I knew it was such a natural fit that we do need to do more work to care for, you know, for ourselves uh, and get these stories out there. So, yeah, I would have to agree this is a very, very delicate space, but one that's very, very much needed. Yeah, that's a good wrap-up of, of that topic for sure. Thank you. Uh, Nathan Romus in Edmonton, you... Uh, you and I talked a little bit about how police officers are really good storytellers, but um, what, what's your your feeling? Like, actually, you've had a lot of military guests as well on your show. Uh, are you finding a certain category of people are just better storytellers? Or and in our in our studio, we we prime them with you know an offer of the beer fridge. But uh, what about you guys? Yeah, um, you know what? I, I think mine might be slightly different uh, from the. Uh, other guests here just in the sense that a lot of mine um, I do a lot of stuff on current events and politics and kind of some of the grittier uh, say units or topics for discussion that uh, so when I'm trying to find guests it it can be a little difficult um, maybe within the Edmonton Police Service because it's a little close to home and depending on certain environments like politically uh politics wise sorry. Um, some people are a little more hesitant so I've actually kind of found that I've expanded outward really quick and not had so much uh, 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 internal guests but um, I don't have like a particular group I would say is a better storyteller than another I find every guest is actually really different and that uh, I as the host have to really adjust to the person that is in front of me or on the phone or zoom. So it takes a lot more for me to kind of adjust to people. But, um, 
on that, uh, you know, I, I did that series on the military uh, guests at, that had a police connection. So they're either now serving with the police service or they train police officers to some capacity. Um, and what they, they do get into the mental health aspect, big part of, uh, I think, anything that military and police officers deal with and first responders in general, um, there's no getting away from it. So it's nice that we have um, all these other podcasts and platforms to have people on and discuss these uh, important issues. So I, I, mine's not so focused on that, um, but yeah, it, it's definitely a, a very important topic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when we started the true blue podcast, one of the things that we thought was good for this platform was that we can actually, uh, in our own little way, just by telling our stories, I think we can battle some of the things that, uh, police are dealing with in general and the anti-police rhetoric and, uh, and how, uh, um, you know, there's, there's this us and them, uh, battle, and then we can also, you know, expand to things that uh, I think are, you know, somewhat important for the whole world of policing is recruiting and retention. And uh, for for us, uh, we we wanted to have that platform and and uh, be able to change the topic so that we can so we can try to influence it uh, just by talking about it. And because if you don't talk about it, then people don't know. And uh, Neil from Ben Don't Break. Uh, Tell me, tell me a little bit about your own position on uh, um, the the anti police rhetoric, and uh, you guys, you guys deal with it in the sense. I think your last episode, you really kind of hammered home the uh, the issues of you know what a police officer has to go through when when there's a complaint, a public complaint. No, absolutely, Matt. So you know, first of all, we're blessed at, to be able to have these inspirational and courageous and, and really brave people to be able to share their stories. And sometimes the conversation is even uncomfortable or uneasy, but that's one of the best ways for us all to heal is to be able to listen to each other and then be able to understand different perspectives. And we try to deal with, you know, not only police, but really the first responder community. So that includes fire, includes EHS, and also includes dispatchers to a certain extent. But one of the common themes that we often hear around police officers is around the internal stress of organizations. And, and really it puts all of us managers and leaders in organizations on notice about some of the stresses that our employees are facing and how we can hopefully help them through that and reduce some of that. And, you know, I'm sure everyone on this call often hears from all of their employees and their colleagues that it's the internal stress that's more stressful than going to a call. And how do we deal with that? It's, it's the complaint process. It's, you know, in our case, the IIO and the OPTC, it's about how we manage those PSS complaints. And it digs into sort of all the difficulties many members face with the time delays and having this hang over their heads for a long period of time. And I think that we try to speak to the leaders as well. Hopefully we have some leaders listening that will be able to create environments for their members where we can help reduce some of that stress and hopefully make it a better place to work for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, you know, one of the other, I, I'll call it a topic, but it's, it's a, it's a huge topic. And, and that's the whole, uh, Canadian society, soft on crime, um, how our, our court sentences are, uh, in my opinion, uh, not up to, um, you know, actual, uh, reasonable standard, uh, anymore. I don't know if there's any accountability in, in some levels of our, of our 
justice system, but it's very frustrating for us. And, and uh, that's another topic that I found that we, we're actually barking a lot about. And I, and I know across the country, finally, some politicians are starting to realize that, you know, bail reform and so on needs to be straightened out. And, and even some of you guys, I know some of you have had some episodes where, uh, you know, you're talking about that specific uh, topic. So it's, it's uh, definitely on everyone's radar, but uh, can I can I get some comments on uh, the old soft on crime topics? Um, Nathan Romus in uh, Edmonton, you guys have kind of had a, a whole community that kind of went soft. I can almost uh, see your uh, left wing. Uh, lover group that's very similar to to BC all of a sudden which I didn't think it used to be any any comments on that yeah um, definitely Edmonton has a different uh, flavor than I guess much of the rest of Alberta but uh, with that being said you know this podcast platform has been uh, amazing at reaching out to like I've had the justice uh, minister Tyler Shandro on the program twice um, and I've got a city councillor that's going to be coming on uh, next month and hoping to get a couple more on. And you know what? This platform has allowed us to at least have those open discussions with the people and not just get the Twitter two-sentence soundbite. Um, in our city, uh, like so I, I currently work with our gang suppression unit. We're a uniform team that goes out and you know does venue walks, uh, goes and checks on people, as uh, condition checks, goes to their homes. So we are definitely out there getting recorded every day. Uh, um, it's And not that that makes it the job that much more difficult. You're just um, more aware of your surroundings. But I think what people need to realize is depending on the environment that they kind of uh, set up for you, so that's right from the politicians, right down to the public, the environment that they create for you sometimes doesn't allow you to uh, make it as safe as you could for them, the very people that you're there to protect. Um, maybe someone has a better way of saying it, but um, uh, out here, yeah, sometimes it can be a little bit difficult, uh, you know, when you go and arrest somebody for a firearm. Um, and, you know, before the end of your own shift, they're already released on bail. So we've had a quick turnaround like that where, you know, they get in and there's nobody in the queue for a bail. Uh, um, they manage to get through pretty quick and then they're back out. And you're like, this person is just walking around with a firearm. Yeah. Danger to the public for a number of reasons. So, uh, you know, and with the discussions I've had with the Minister of Justice, um, hopefully some of the ones coming up here with City Council, uh, you know, it, it, I'm uh, able to put that frontline perspective in front of them without any filters, without any of the uh, chain of command in between or any other people in between playing the telephone game. Uh, that's kind of what we look to do. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in BC, uh, it feels like we're starting to see a little bit of a change of flavor with, with some of our uh, politicians and so on, just saying, look, we, we've got to be a bit a little tighter on uh like you said, releasing before the before they're even finished being fingerprinted, almost you know they're already out there, and and the paperwork's certainly not done. Um, uh, Josh or, or Scott, uh, Ontario is probably feeling the same thing. Uh, obviously, the the scope is much bigger because I mean Ontario's ten times the size of everybody else. Uh, 
uh, comments from from that end of the country? I'll turn that one over to Josh. Yeah, Scott, thanks. And I mean, it's certainly an issue out here. You've got 14, almost 15 million people in Ontario. So certainly we're seeing a lot of the same things that you're uh, you're seeing out west there. I, I'm not going to claim to be smart enough to know what the answer is here, but I think it's important and good on Nathan for continually raising this, that our podcasts be a place where these discussions can happen, where we can get together with elected officials, with representatives from the employer and the police association and have these tough conversations on what bail reform looks like, accountability in the justice system, those court sentences you're talking about. Again, I, I don't know what the answer is, but I do think there's a significant role for the people on this call right now to play in helping the policing sector and the public come to some sort of consensus on how to move forward on this. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for that, Josh. Um, so what I, what I want to do now, uh, fellas, is um, I just want to comment. So Nathan Kapler from the 1033 podcast, I just, I'm just going to comment quickly about, uh, you know, some of the some of the best episodes I've heard for, for you. Um, you know, I know Lori White from the RCMP has been on a few podcasts around BC. Her story is unbelievable. Uh, Nathan's also talked about uh Compassion fatigue. I, I really enjoyed that episode, and the other uh, episodes that you've done with Dr. Jasmine Dean uh, on PTSD. Um, she's, uh, I think you've done a few with her, but it, she's fantastic. Um, what What's next for for your podcast, uh, Nathan, uh, on Ten Thirty Three? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of blossomed into it by so many people throughout Canada. Uh, and at first, it was just first responders and police officers. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm also hearing from psychologists and psychiatrists, uh, or sorry, psychiatrists that are that are interested in this space and helping us heal. And there's, there's such a unique and beautiful community of people, even beyond first responders, that are so invested in helping us. Uh, support us because they know all of the challenges that we go through and the, you know, their hearts and the compassion are there. So uh, I think my focus is just to continue to let this community kind of take shape as it, um, as others kind of reach out and reach in and, and want to invest in the space. And I think, I think as, <laughs> as cops, we tend to have some control issues. So I, I know I have my own, but I kind of just relinquish the fact that you know, it's probably best to let this community kind of take its own shape now. And I kind of step back from the uh, this desiring post of trying to mold or manage it now, and it's kind of just taking its own beautiful shape. So I don't really have an answer for that other than just letting it kind of grow and just continue to move forward. Um, and I think that's kind of the best way to approach growth sometimes is we need to get out of our own way, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I'll yeah. continue to help support people so that they can step forward and share the story. I love it because, uh, you know, you can't stop water. It's going to flow. So you got to let it go. I agree. Uh, guys over at the AP OPPA, uh, the 10, five podcast, um, you know, obviously you're doing a lot of stuff for your uh, members. And, and one of them that I really love was Dr. Glenn Landry. I know he's a lower mainland guy, but he talks about sleep for first responders. And, uh, that's, that's a guy I want to get on our podcast one day. Um, but one of the, 
I was driving down south one time and I was listening to Sarah, Sarah Rochier and her story about her husband who suicided on the job. And uh, that was, well, I had to stop the truck, put it that way. It was a tough one to listen to. Um, what What's next for 10.5? Do you guys, uh, do you, what about you guys? Do you have a, a favorite episode? Uh, I think... Uh, one of my favorite episodes is uh, is a um, long time, uh, thirty year sergeant on the road. Uh, his name's Bruce Angel, and uh, he uh, decided after going through some uh, some therapy uh, through our Encompass Mental Health Wellness Program that uh, he wanted to tell his journey, and he was so well respected. Um, out on the out on the job in so many different capacities, you know, as a as a uniform uh, frontline surgeon and as an investigator, and uh, he also had a couple of uh, I believe two sons on the job, and uh, he had gone to some very difficult calls, um, especially during COVID uh, involving suicides and. Uh, he he just needed to he, he needed to put his hand up and, uh, and ask for some help and he came on and, and very candidly uh, told his story and the number of emails that we got back from that wanting to connect with Bruce from oh I knew that guy and I just want to talk with him and I feel the same way and stuff like that so I think for me that was one of my most favorite podcasts I'm gonna throw it over to Josh there for his favorite as well. And uh, just for going forward on our, our podcast, uh, Josh has probably uh, maybe got some news on that end too. So over to Josh. Yeah, I think you hit kind of the two of them there, and I won't say too much more than that. I mean, uh, Bruce's episode was so compelling, and uh, I remember editing Sarah's uh, content because we had a couple episodes with her back and back on, and I remember sitting in my office and literally just crying while I was editing this thing. It was just, it was so raw and so powerful. It was, uh, it just resonated with me uh, tremendously. Uh, for what's next, uh, I actually, and uh, Matt, we talked about this before I got on, I uh, took some time off to go uh, stop and smell the roses here. So I've been off since uh, the end of December and I was going to be off work for a little bit, but uh, they called me and I'm coming back to act as the manager of member services for the association for uh, a year or so. Uh, so that means uh, Emily Brown's going to be stepping into the host chair with uh, Scott Mills. And uh, actually the communications team's going to be one of the teams that uh, reports to me now in an awkward and hilarious turn of events. Uh, so certainly wishing them nothing but the best. I mean, Scott's a heck of a communicator and uh, I know they're going to do great things going forward. Yeah, that's awesome news. And uh, we'll, we'll shout out to Emily. Welcome to uh, the podcast world. I'm sure we'll listen to her in the future. Um, and it's interesting, you guys have, you know, a whole communications team because uh, between Sidekick Steve and Todd Mason and myself, uh, that's about it <laughs> for our group. But uh, <laughs> um, Well, if you miss two, don't get their hopes up too high there. <laughs> okay. Um, so... Uh, you know, and over at Don't uh, Bend, Don't Break, uh, Chief, I know you've had a, well, I think you've had 
four uh, Victoria members on your podcast. Of course, they're all my favorites. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, the one that uh, the one that sticks out in my mind. Uh, well, again, Lori White, uh, she was fantastic. Uh, she's been on so many podcasts, but uh, her story is just great. Um, but you know, the one of the first ones you guys did was uh, with Jordan McWilliams at the Starlight sh- uh, Casino shooting, and uh, I thought the r- the realness of the whole situation came across with with that podcast, and that was probably one of my favorite. Uh, what about you, Chief? You know, Jordan's podcast is awesome, and I always say my favorite one is the next one, obviously, but uh, Jordan sticks out of my mind from the Starlight Casino and, and what he went through after being charged with murder and then, you know, having that withdrawn down the road. But, you know, significant challenge and for a guy that was just doing his job and, and did it very well. And Jordan is so articulate and able to communicate in, in an effective manner. It was great. But Jenny from the Victoria Police Department as well, uh, I'm gonna, I might pronounce this wrong, but you can help me here, uh, Matt, in it. Lacoisne? Lacane, Lacane, yeah. Lacane, yeah. Lacane, yeah. It was, it was terrific as well. She, she, you know, it was real. It was uh, very passionate. And obviously, you could just uh, understand the pain that she had gone through for a significant period of time with her, her matters there that she dealt with in Victoria. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I agree. Jenny, uh, it was great to have her come and chat with us and, and, uh, and even better when, when she got the opportunity to tell more about her story. Um, because I think that's also a little bit of that therapy that we all need sometimes is just talking to somebody. So, uh, that's why I have you guys on the phone today. (laughs) I need the therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm taping one right after here uh, today, Matt, and it's Johnny Morris from the Canadian Mental Health Association. And he's going to talk about sort of his support that he's bringing forward for first responders. So it's going to be quite interesting as well to see that more people are becoming alive to the fact that they need to support first responders. And I think it's a great message that all all podcasts are getting out on this particular issue. Yeah, I appreciate that and uh, look forward to that episode. Um, so gentlemen, I don't want to, uh, rattle around the room too much, but, uh, so I think, uh, I'm going to wrap up the podcast and, uh, thank all of you for joining us. Uh, normally we hand out the true blue podcast coin. You're not in the room, but, uh, one will be in the mail and, uh, uh, really appreciate you guys spending a few minutes of your time chatting with us. And, uh, I'm going to do my best to kind of spread the word about, uh, all of your podcasts and, uh, and I know uh, amongst all of the podcasts, uh, there's just some amazing topics and amazing people to talk to. So I really appreciate everyone's effort for, for chatting with us today. And that'll be it for the True Blue podcast this week. And uh, we'll chat with everybody later. Thank you for listening to the True Blue podcast. Join us next time for more stories about policing in Victoria and Esquimalt. The True Blue Podcast is sponsored by the Victoria City Police Union. Thanks to our media partners, H2 Accelerator, who have helped design and deliver our new improved marketing strategies. Thank you to our master of music, Gord McKee. Special thanks to the creators of the True Blue Podcast. Host, Matt Waterman. Sound and editing, Todd Mason. Concept design, Daryl Baswick. And sidekick, Steve, for the production and sound studio. Thank you for listening to the True Blue Podcast. 